Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Moss. Welcome to the High Potion Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Crothy. Oh boy, I'm excited about this one. I'm retired. I'm, I'm Hogs Burkhart. I'm going to be excited about this one because we're talking about the story of Final Fantasy 16. And fuck, I can't wait. I got a lot of thoughts on this shit, bro. Um, yeah, there's no way we're going to be able to hit every no, story point no, in this episode. Because, no way. Um, one thing I, I really respect about this game is, um, like, some of the... Because there's the classic, oh, I just did something cool. I'm going to sit here and fucking smoke a bowl while a 20-minute cutscene plays. <laughs> and it's a really good cutscene, but, like, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? There's There's some of that, but then there is some, like cool ways that they like do some world building in it and shit that like i really like um even through the side quest and stuff which i saw people you know in the first couple of days of this game being out being like the side quests don't respect your time i was like oh damn that's certainly a way to put it i guess i didn't think so like i got a little weird world building note you know yeah i think the first one you do is like you have to deliver soup to people and like yeah. one of them's literally at the table right behind you. But you know, I think it's once JRPG you, once you, side quests. Yeah. Once you understand that the side quests are literally there to give details about mm. the world as opposed to I'm just delivering soup to people. You're right. supposed to see that <clears throat> all the people you're delivering soup to are like these downtrodden like classes. Yeah who have never had this kind of treatment in their right. lives yeah you know that kind of thing it, and some of those some of the darkest moments in the game only in the side quest but we'll talk about that in a second mm-hmm. so i'm mm-hmm. gonna do it one more time i'm gonna warn you guys obviously nothing but spoilers from here on out um that's right so steve while we took a little break after recording the first one i got something ready for you buddy uh-oh so I figured uh, while we get going, why don't I play just a little clip from the Final Fantasy 16 soundtrack to get us pumped. Not a whole Let's song. Let's do it. You ready? Yes. Here we go. <laughs> oh, shit. Wait. Hold up. Hold on. Fuck. I fucked up my playlist. Hold on. I got it, Steve. I'll fix it. Steve, I'll fix it. Hold up. I'm sorry, buddy. We'll cut this all out. 
<laughs> oh shit, not this one. This isn't it either. This is Game of Thrones. Hold on. I'll fix it. Hold on. We're going to we're going to the first chorus on this one, buddy. We're leaning <laughs> hard on the bit. That is one of the best anime opening theme songs of all time. Man, this slaps. slaps. Attack on Titan, the final season, right? That yep. was the yep. yeah. Okay, so that's a little bit of a bit that's going to clue <laughs> you into why Steve and I like this this fucking game story. I bet because yeah, all three of those songs. <laughs> there are some very obvious references to other stories in this game i think parallels yeah man yeah. game mm -hmm. of thrones is you can tell game of thrones was a huge influence big, right yeah big one mm -hmm. um but what i what so i knew that going in right that was kind of something that was you know in promotional material and fucking um yeah they wanted to take a little more mature yeah and that down. and that game of thrones was an influence right mm -hmm. what i was not expecting was the Evangelion and Attack on Titan parallels. Now listen, all three of those things, things I love, I give shit to Game of Thrones because I think those two dudes horrendously fumbled the bag at the end. But <clears> like, <throat> I time. love Game of Thrones. Um, and, I mean, come on, Evangelion and Attack on Titan, we talk about those enough as it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, shit, this could be a Evangelion Attack on Titan podcast. Yeah, at some point. Um <laughs> Like, literally, the first night after I, like, when I stopped playing the first time, I texted Steven. I was like, I don't know, man. I really enjoy it. Will you do me a favor? Maybe I'm weird here, but will you tell me if something in it reminds you of Evangelion? Because there's an, one of the big culmination of the opening prelude is Evangelion as fuck. Big time. Yeah. yeah. So. Do you want to dive into the story yeah, so here a little this bit? This is what I figured we would do. Since we've got the whole hour, right? Mm -hmm. I can't I don't think we've ever taken a whole hour for the story of a game, right? Right. I don't know that I we've mean, ever done like, this. Like we um, said, we're gonna give it the full hour and there's literally no way no. we can touch. So I figure you know how like it, when so. you open a fucking Star Wars book and it's got the dramatis personae or whatever mm -hmm. that tells mm -hmm. you all the characters' names? Let's run down the, the main cast of characters briefly, all right? Okay. So, so as we reference people, when we talk about the story, they'll have an idea, right? But before we do that, why don't you set the stage and give us an overworld, uh, overview of the world and sort of, you know, politics of 
Valisthea. Uh-huh. I'll do my best. Joshua. So, like, this is like a continent called Valisthea uh-huh. that's split into, like, two land masses, one called Storm and one called Ash. And they're uh, kind of dominated by these five gigantic crystals mm-hmm. around the realm that people have, are using to, like, kind of... Uh, to as a catalyst for magic yep in the world <clears throat> so final fantasy uh, the world of final fantasy 16 approaches magic in a little bit of a different way where magic is not necessarily seen as a good thing everywhere mm-hmm. like there's some people that you know are cool about it but like for the most part if you're someone who can just naturally use magic without the help of a crystal um life ain't great for you <laughs> no, you're given you're given a face tattoo mm-hmm. and called called branded, yeah, which is basically like a slave class, and that's how they handle them in the kingdom of Sambrek, right? Sambrek, yeah. There's several different <clears throat> um, yeah. powers at play here. Mm-hmm. Like each, they, it's a pretty each, intricate story, I would say. It, it really is. Each each major major nation in the game pretty much has their mother crystal right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and then each one of those mother crystals has a dominant which is a person who has the power of an icon who can transform to an uh, into an icon what are icons summons from final fantasy right yeah like Shiva, Ifrit, Ifrit, Ramu Ramu. we talked about them in the the last episode Yeah. yeah Yeah, and like the only one person can be a dominant at right. a time, and then when that person dies, it's reborn again. Oh, and the process of being a dominant kills kills you. you. So yeah, every time you transform, yeah, every time you transform, you get a little closer to like burning your body out because your body is containing this crazy power, mm-hmm. and like the dominants have been around for generations. Like the dominant dies, and then somebody else gets gifted the power of whatever icon it is and there's like um families and and houses if you want to talk about you know like game of thrones like that have come to power because the dominant is always born to their bloodline right mm-hmm. um and so it, you want to you want to know what the story about final fantasy 16 is everybody's fighting over crystals that's it yeah that and there's also well the weird thing shit. called well, the, the blight which yeah. is kind of like taking over the land and the, yeah, and the land are... the habitable land is kind of mm-hmm. shrinking mm-hmm. and people are kind of starting to have to battle a little bit more for land yes because of this blight that's encroaching on everything you you're you know a lot like final fantasy 7 you're coming into a world that is like on the brink of dying like because mm-hmm. the blight is slowly spreading and pe- like steve said people are fighting over land there's refugee situations there's you know the game animals and monsters being yeah. pushed more towards like civilization yeah, yeah. um because shit like a morble which is a classic final fantasy uh villain sort of grow out of the blight they can thrive in the blight you know humans can't like kills all the crops and shit mm-hmm. <laughs> um so that is sort of the cl- really cliff notes version because there's right. shit some shit i still don't understand like no matter how many resources they gave me to try and understand all the political going ons i'm confused by a lot of it <laughs> yeah right but that's the world that you're set in and the character you play through 
most of the game as Clive Rossfield. That's your main character. Mm-hmm. And he is the firstborn son of Rosaria. Rosaria, house to the Phoenix icon. Mm-hmm. However, Clive, it wasn't gifted to Clive. It was actually his younger brother that ended up becoming the dominant. Joshua. Joshua. So Clive instead was uh, made shield of yep. Joshua. So he's just basically like his brother's bodyguard. Bodyguard, yeah. His, his, his knight, his boy. Um, and Joshua's dad is like solid dude, Archduke Elwin. Like, yeah, big Sean Bean. <laughs> oh, uh, big Ned Sean Stark Bean. vibes. Yep. And he's like, you know, he's in a marriage that was arranged for political reasons. His wife is awful. <laughs> Clyde's yeah, mom is awful. She's speaking of Cersei vibes. Yeah, there's yeah. there's there's big like she's the bad guy energy to her yeah. right away. You can tell she hates Clive just because the he's not the dominant. Him. Yeah, we find out later it's because she thinks yeah. he's worthless because he wasn't chosen as the dominant. Yeah, she's a pretty protective of Joshua. Right. Um, but who is a sickly boy as yeah. well? Like he he's. He already isn't doing too well with this whole Phoenix thing. And he's yep. what he's when we see him here, he's probably like eight. Yeah. And Clive so. is like in the beginning of the game. Clive's 15, 15. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so the start of the, you know, the game is basically Clive's dad and his mean ass mom come in from an out of town visit. They come back. And his dad's like, yo, war is about to kick off. Yeah, um, they're, they're neighbors. They're like the Iron Island neighbors, yep. basically, are, are they fight over this one crystal. Mm-hmm. Like they kind of are constantly fighting battles mm-hmm. over this their mother crystal. And it's, it's looking like it's coming to war. So they're going off to their um, stronghold in the mountains, Phoenix Gate, yep. to go like have like a strategy meeting before uh, yeah. going off well, to war. Well, so not even a strategy meeting. It's some weird, so... Or like, is have, it a ritual? Yeah, there's a... Uh, he's Because he, I... I, the reason I know this is because I literally did this part last night when I'm in. <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and like, uh, so they have to go to this area called the Apata tree, which is around the mother crystal. Like there's this sacred ground that's like basically either inside or just outside of the mother crystal. You see these areas way through the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. And there, I don't quite understand what they were doing, but Joshua had to go and they were going to, confer with the elders in the apata tree so i don't know if joshua was supposed to go there and fucking take some shrooms and have a fucking hallucination and come up with strategy or what but something was going on yeah doesn't get to happen though (laughs) right they get there's a betrayal and uh, so at this time uh rosaria clive's nation and you know his dad's nation um they're in an alliance with the kingdom of sambrek that's an important thing to know. At the beginning of the game, they're in alliance. However, Sam Breck stabs him in the back and fucking attack Phoenix Gate while everybody's getting their their sleepies on the night before they go do whatever the shit they're going to do. Talking about hitting that. <laughs> and it gets bad. Like, yeah. <laughs> like uh, they kill the father, like decapitate him. Mm-hmm. Um, Joshua ends up transforming he goes uh unit one berserker mode you mean yeah yeah yeah. joshua goes nuts and turns into the phoenix and starts kicking ass a little bit right and then clive 
um, starts kind of hallucinating a little bit. There's like he gets yeah. like a, a ringing in a his head. head. It's, bro, so I saw a bunch of people leading up to this game going like, it just doesn't feel Final Fantasy. Oh, really? He has the cloud strife headaches before something weird's about to happen. Yep. The JRPG headache, like, oh, why is my head hurt? Something <laughs> weird's about to headache. happen. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, boom, it's and Final then, Fantasy. <laughs> and then he gets this, he like blacks out and... And then all of the sudden, he's seeing like his, he's seeing his brother get destroyed by something else. A, a second dominant of fire, a which is dominant of fire. Heretofore been impossible or not. You, there's never been one, right? And it's a freak. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> I think this is a good because this is the first time you get to do one icon versus icon fight. Highlights yeah. of these this game, man. The icon oh, so fights fun. in these game. Uh, we'll touch on them as we get to them, but I just want to take a quick aside and say, highlight of the game. They're yeah, awesome. I, I loved this shit. Yeah. Like, I thought this was so cool. It felt so Panzer Dragoon, this one yeah. especially. Like, yeah, because you whenever start you're, off playing as the Phoenix. The Phoenix, right, yeah. yeah. And and you're basically, it's like a rails kind of shooter. You can you, you have limited movement ability. Yeah. And some but dodge it's mainly mechanics and stuff. Dodging like, yeah. and trying to shoot, yep. And... But, um, the, the fight between the Phoenix and Ifrit is brutal, right? It like, is tough. Yeah. Once you get to a certain point in it, like it looks like the Phoenix has won. Mm -hmm. And then Ifrit, this is where it gets Evangelion as, yeah. as absolute shit. Like Ifrit powers kind of up, awakens and yep. goes into like an Berserker extra mode. super mode. Yeah. And he proceeds to really violently kill the Phoenix. Like, and, bro. And it's, <laughs> and so, you know, as you're watching, you're going, that's, that's Joshua. That's that Gotta little boy. Be. That's Joshua because <laughs> he's screaming. Boy. He's going, yeah. Clive, help me. And Clive is screaming. And like, I'm playing this shit at like one in the morning on Twitch going, holy fuck, this shit is dark. And not just that, what's coming in the mail? A statue of that very moment. <laughs> I had no idea what that fucking statue in the Ultimate Edition represented. I was just like, ooh, that's a cool statue. Right, now, like it, like at one point, like the phoenix is on its back and it's mm -hmm. trying to like spit flames, and Ifrit like clamps the beak shut yeah. with one hand and like just starts destroying him with the other hand. Oh man, oh, it's he's rough. Ripping off parts. It's it's like the first time the Eva one goes exactly, or yeah. when uh, the middle, yeah, the in the middle, yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. That yeah, part. Yeah, it's like it's like a That's cross between those two, right? I think it's mainly that one. Yeah, me personally. too. But I'm sitting here watching it and I'm like, That's fucked up. But that's yeah. Evangelion as fuck. So fucked up. Um and, and the whole time, like Clive is seeing this happen. And he's screaming and he's screaming, Joshua, yeah. oh my god, like what don't you know, like I'll he's powerless you. powerless yep. to do anything, but he's feeling this burning rage towards a freak and you know, he Bro. just passed. Lots of people die in this. Uh -huh. His life is saved by a chocobo named Ambrosia. Yep. Like who loses an eye in, in and, and it appears to probably be dead. Like the chocobo's running in and pushes him out of the way and takes a brick to the face. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. It takes a flying stone right yeah. in the eyeball. And then um his Clive's teacher, his sword yep. sword teacher, I believe, gets him on the chocobo and gets him out of there right before if Freep basically goes nuclear and blows the place up and that guy dies. Mm -hmm. Lots of people die. Yeah. It, like when, when uh, Joshua Phoenix is out for the first time, he that's who kills him. 
That's right. It was it's the Joshua's Phoenix doing, yeah, just yeah. turning just turning into the Phoenix like causes this huge fucking radiant right. wave of fire that just obliterates anybody around it. So Clive actually escapes <laughs> on the Chocobo before the Ifrit situation. No. Or was that that was before? Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. And but then um fucking dude the way it ends with him screaming at Ifrit killing Phoenix and it fades out and then they just throw the Final Fantasy 16 logo oh, on yeah. the screen. The Goose late bumps. logo reveal. Oh, and it goes, I love a late logo ba, ba, da, ba, da, da, da. Let's go! <laughs> Fuck me, man. The yeah, music man. in this game is phenomenal, by the way. Speaking oh, of great. the music, it is great. Um, so Resident Evil 4 had another great late title reveal where it's uh -huh. like, where's everybody going? Bingo? Yep. <laughs> But yeah, man, I love a late title reveal, and that music too is just yeah. with is incredible. They never miss with the music. So then it becomes, you know, they, so like the last thing you see of like fifteen year old uh, uh, Clive is after that battle, the you find out the mother's yeah, kind of behind the, it. Like the knights from Sam Breck are going through and killing anybody that's still alive on the battlefield. And his mom shows up and it turns, you know, it becomes really apparent that she like betrayed Archduke Elwin and shit and then he gets he got he has to take the black. Oh yeah, cuz they're going to kill Clive, right? Yeah. Like and she's like, "Nah, no, nah, yep. he could be useful. We'll, we'll figure out something because, mm. you know, it, and then they send him off basically to this kind of like slave regiment of fighters. Because at yeah. this point is is Clive marked because he, he can use magic. Yeah, he's a bearer. Right. He's right. A bearer. And the only reason he doesn't have the tattoo and he's not essentially a magical slave for one of these other people is because of the the family he's in right that's right but when, yeah. and she's like send him to the front lines and so he he has to get the the bearer face tat and it cuts forward 13 years there's so there's your first time jump mm -hmm. so he's been I'm, i mean clive is john snow meets aaron meets fucking shinji mm -hmm. you put those mm -hmm. in a blender with a little final fantasy panache and you get clive rossville Maybe right. sprinkle a little Geralt vo in the voice in the in Joshua. the yeah. in the throat. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's <laughs> Joshua. Joshua. But yeah, I liked his little unit there. The bat they were called the bastards, mm -hmm. right? Like I, I kind of thought that was kind of cool. And they all had like he was uh, Wyvern and his, his the guy his sergeant or whether was Tiamat, and so <laughs> like it comes in and they're in the middle of a mission. Their mission is so. Not only did Clive get betrayed by Sam Breck, he was then forced to fight on their front lines for 13 years. Fucked up, right? Mm -hmm. And now he is part of like a small assassin team who has been um, ordered to go kill the dominant for one of the Shiva. Kingdoms. It's Shiva. It's, it's Shiva who they're going to kill, but I can't remember who she is in service to i can't remember which of the kingdoms it is i think it's the um the kingdom that uh your that rosario fought with all the time yeah yeah i can't so, think of the name of the, the area but but it's their little island <laughs> nation off to the and so like when when the time jump starts there's 
basically they're in the middle of these two factions fighting and you're supposed to sneak in behind enemy lines kill the dominant on the one side right to to help sam breck win um and then it cuts to the quintessential introducing the cast cut scene in any final fantasy game where when you play it the second time you're like oh fucking everybody's there right so at <laughs> first it's um a debate between one side and barnabas the first time you see barnabas thomer in the Tharm. game is there at the yeah. beginning it's him and that other weird dude he always hangs out with you know the guy i'm talking about with the yeah. long silver hair what was his name I can't think of the guy's Slepnir. name. I know who you're talking about though. Sleepnir. Sleepnir. That's it. That's that it. weirdo. Yeah, he sounded like he should have yeah. been in God of War or something. Sleepnir was there too, and they basically <laughs> they're trying to the Iron Kingdom is trying to get Barnabas to help them win against Sam Breck. So right. he's there. Benedict Benedict is there. Hugo Pupka is there. Kupka. <laughs> um, it introduces everybody. It's basically setting up the people whose ass you're going to be beaten for the next 70 hours. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, Be uh, Benedicta is there mm -hmm. um, and she's kind of there negotiating for Sandbreck, right. right? And Kupka is there on behalf of Dalmikia, who is like right. the southern. Mm -hmm. uh, and they got a thing going on. Right, they got a little thing going on, a little inner kingdom romance, if you will, or some. And Hugo Kupka is the Titan dominant. Mm -hmm. He's and Reiner. Benedicta he's is the armor Titan. He's Reiner, yeah. I mean, and Benedicta is the Garuda dominant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Shaw Barnabas Titan. is the Odin dominant. All of them were there, yeah, pretty much. Yep. So that's a good point. I didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah, I, I was. I thought it was really cool playing it the second time. I was like, because I remember later in the game when Barnabas sh started showing up in a real way. I was like, wait, who is he? By the way, you know, the only the only person who was missing was my fucking boy. Yeah, no Dion. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, who we will get to. Dion's going to get his love in this episode for sure. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, and it's got a huge cast. And another thing, now this is something I saw people praising it for, and I, I was stoked to see it. At any point in a, a cutscene, if you're confused, you can pause and go to a real-time lore dump feature. So mm -hmm. like you, you can, can yeah, you can you press click on yeah. individual things. Yeah, like, like individual so if two, people. If two the heads of two kingdoms are fighting and you're like, who are these motherfuckers? You can pause hit real-time lore or whatever, and it'll give you some options, and you can click on Hugo Kupka, and it'll give you his backstory and shit. And it's mm -hmm. actually really well... I mean, there's a lot to it, and I still don't know it all, but it's really well laid out. Not the most exciting thing to do on stream, where I'm like, hold up, guys. I'm going <laughs> to no. interrupt this cutscene and read to y'all for a second. Um, Had you is tried the to king do that, of like Walud, which <laughs> dominates the entire Ash continent and the dominant of Odin. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so when you get control of Clive the next time, it's in the middle of a war between two of the dominants. So the next time you see two dominants, it's the Titan versus Shiva. And so, like, shit's thrown around. Like, you're walking under his big fucking grippers at one point. Um, but that is just that Final Fantasy showing off. And boy, do they show off in this game, son. 
Mm-hmm. So Sam Breck is in the middle of getting attacked by the Iron Kingdom. Mm-hmm. And they're having trouble because the Iron Kingdom has Shiva and they're trying to convince yeah. Barnabas. But he won't help them because they won't agree to his his demands. Mm-hmm. So they end up asking Kupka to bail him out, which he, he decides does. to do. Yeah. Because they're going to give him tons of shit in concession. And plus, you know, he probably wants to show off for his lady who's oh, there. Yeah. And uh, so he goes out and takes the field as this gigantic titan. It looks so amazing, it looks dude. so sick. His design as one of the icons was one of my favorites, yeah. I thought. And uh, it's a pretty badass scene. Like, Shiva's out there. There's ice. There's people dying, fighting. And Clive and his boys eventually get to the the dominant after the fight where mm-hmm. she's like kind of worn out. She's like tired and they start attacking and the people are forcing her basically. Yeah. To so the thing. iron King. So it's weird. Like, right out. And yeah. all the other kingdoms, the dominant is kind of a revered, revered personality. If not the person who runs the kingdom. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the iron kingdom view magic and dominancy and stuff like that as blasphemous. Mm -hmm. So they keep, like, they do not treat their dominant like everybody else. She's, like, they're they're captive, and they force her to fight. And they carry children around with them just mm -hmm. to threaten them with death so their dominant will will, will do what they want. And you eventually get there, and you find out that... Oh, that's Jill. Clive knows her. Yeah, we didn't it's, it's, talk. We oh, didn't talk dude. about Jill. I think so. so. Yeah, you get introduced to Jill Greyjoy um, <laughs> early on in the game because she's like she's around the same age as Clive. She's friends with Clive and Joshua, and there's like a really good scene between the two of them, the younger versions of them, where they're staring at the moon. And mm-hmm. there's like a, by the way, a red star that's just to the right of the moon that is like real symbolic. The more you, f- after you play the fucking game and see the end. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's like a, a ward of the uh-huh. kingdom. Uh, Theon you know, Greyjoy. She, but cool. she was, yeah, it's basically a Theon Greyjoy situation. But, you know, you can tell that she always kind of had maybe a thing for Clive. Yep. Although he seemed to be kind of. Maybe a little bit oblivious to it. Yeah. Cli- well, there's well, there's that scene where he goes to touch her shoulder and then he stops. He's like, I should go right. to bed. Damn, <laughs> Clive's fumbling the bag. Well, was that was that young? Cli- yeah, 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 it was. Yeah, 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 that's right. And so I guess when the Joshua Phoenix Gate incident happens. She get she probably got like passed around to different kingdoms. Yeah, I until. think maybe she was. She sent was probably yeah, I, well, you know what? That's a good question. I can't remember what ha- like you, you know. Eventually, she's the dominant for the Iron Kingdom, but I don't right. know. They probably mentioned it in there, like either you know, since the Iron Kingdom, I think attacked anyway. She may have gotten away, and they captured her. Yeah, I think that might have been what happened. I think she fled with a bunch of yep like the citizens and got, they got captured by the iron kingdom and she got put into slavery. And yeah, so you get there and you realize, Oh wow. It's my almost girlfriend. Maybe I shouldn't kill her. Yeah. And then you got to fight the dude who's been your, he was like your Sergeant Mm -hmm. Tiamat. You got to fight him. He's your first sort of cool anime boy fight. 
and yep. buddy playing it in final fantasy mode so when i got to that part last night i had all my powers <laughs> oh lord oh lord he human i hit him with <laughs> everything like so that as soon as the fight start he looked at me and i looked at him and then i hit him with a fucking giga flare and he said <laughs> that was it for him man i dropped everything on him yo i said you you like that here comes some fucking judgment bolt, baby. Oh, boy. <laughs> so after you whip this dude, like, yeah. something happens. I, I think maybe so the Iron bunch, Kingdom Yeah, some comes more soldiers back. show yeah, up. Backup show up. And then they... So this just leads to the introduction of one of the coolest motherfuckers in this game, Sid. Sidolphus mm -hmm. Telamon is his full name, but he's Sid. There's always a Sid. And you know what? There used to always be a Biggs in a Wedge in... There's not a Biggs and a Wedge in this game, and that bugs me, buddy. Yeah. Ooh, it bugs me. Um, but you get introduced with uh, to Sid, who happens to just also show up from your childhood with your childhood dog, Torgal. That's right, the direwolf. Yeah. Torgal, Torgal, ghosts, ghosts. snow. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that yeah, you had that dog as a young one. He got mm -hmm. away too. Um, but yeah, Sid, Sid's introduction is great. There's like yeah. some slow motion lightning that shows yeah. up and then it hits everybody and you just kind of see these slow motion shots his, of them flying through the air. Like <laughs> who's his voice actor? His name's Ralph Ineson. He played Finchie in the British office yeah. and maybe some other stuff. He I, was I in Diablo was 4 as well. Yeah. Yeah. But he, dude, so, so he good is in this role. so good in this role and Sid, he just shows up and lights a blunt. I know what a, a blunt is, fucking <laughs> Square Enix, all right? I know what that boy was doing. He always kept that thing on him, bro. That's right. That's right. So he kind of takes Clive under his wing. Yeah. He kind of sees, like, some and, good in Clive. And it turns out he's the dominant of Rama, Ramu. Mm -hmm. He used to serve a kingdom, and now he's gone rogue. And what he wants to do, he's like, he's the rebellion, right? He wants mm -hmm. to free people specifically bearers mm -hmm. from being used as slaves and being treated shitty by right. all the the entire kingdom he wants yeah, cuz people do like are doing basically like slave labor with the magic like yep. like they're used to basically channel heat to cook yep or like to cool off like a lord or so. it's it's yeah. real like kind of opulent the use of magic. yeah like it's it's there's stuff some that... utility to it so like you'll be hanging out on the docks and you'll see people using ice magic to like keep fish cool like the you see what i mean like right to ice down fish and stuff so it don't go they don't go bad but a lot of it is like i also gross. think they go out of the way to to show it's all things that can be done just as easily without though yes like that's a big theme of, mm -hmm. of at least the, the treatment of bearers is yeah. it's all like almost you never see them used in like ways that are like actually be really beneficial. Right. You know what I mean? Um, it, but that's interesting. It, it, and Sid is a real good character. He's leading the resistance. He brings you back to the first hideout you yeah. see. Yeah. Which is in like the blight. So nobody looks for him there. Mm -hmm. And then that's when you get to meet like your homies that you're going to be hanging out with. Like, we got to talk about the hideout. So you get yep. there with Sid. And so there's your one vendor, Karen. Lady Karen. Lady Karen. And she's cranky. She's older and cranky. She's pretty funny. Mm -hmm. Always giving you shit. Um, and her ward, Goots, who is Hodor. Hodor-esque. Yeah, he's Hodor. <laughs> Hodor-esque. And then there's the blacksmith. 
What's mm-hmm. his name again? Blackthorn. Blackthorn. Because he that's looks right. like Blackthorn. From yep. Video game Blackthorn. <laughs> <laughs> Blackthorn, the the blacksmith. Um, Surly blacksmith. Yeah. Uh, underrated fucking. For me, is Tarya the healer? Oh, the, mm-hmm, I the like med, Tarya, the beleaguered uh, healer who's always overworked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, just the crew. Gav, we haven't, t- haven't even talked about Gav. Yeah, Gav's my dude. Gav is like your dude. Bro. He is. Gav's got that fucking dog in him, bro. <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of like Sid's, like. Right, right hand, hand man, man. yeah, yeah. And, and, and he's got and, five rat tails his hair is five <laughs> rat tails it's like if you knew somebody that had a wicked mullet but then turned the mullet into five individual rat tails and he's uh, james in our band used to have a really long long hair and he would put like he'd tie it in a ponytail but he would put like rubber bands in it all the way down so there was like five or six rubber bands we used to talk about it being like an eight rubber band ponytail <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of like that <laughs> nice but gav is like he doesn't he also have like a super nose like he can is is it su- he can smell things or he can hear things it's one or the other it's like he, he's, he's got, got some kind of super ability like yeah. that um, and there was a part where Steve and I were talking and he was like, I think Gab's going to fuck us over. And I was like, bro, I hope not. I hope not. I love Gab. And boy, mm-hmm. did my love for Gab pay off. Baby. Yeah, I was, awesome. I was, I was wrong about Gab being the traitor. And I was um, happy too. So basically the start of when you finally get to really get into the story is so now that he is not a slave of the Sam Breck army, Sam Breckois. Um, Clive Joshua, Clive. <laughs> he's, wants to, he wants to find Ifrit. He, yeah, he wants thinks, to yeah. he wants to find Ifrit and kill Ifrit for what he did to Joshua. Joshua. Now, buddy, <laughs> did you not know it was Clive immediately? Like, I mean, I certainly suspected. I, yeah, and like you can watch it because there's 12 hours of a stream of me playing it, and like me going, <laughs> like when he's talking to Sid, going, guys, he did it. Like Clive is Ifrit. What is he talking about? I thought this shit was obvious. He's, he's Shinji and denial. he went berserk. And I was like, what the fuck? And like, I didn't think that part was execute. If they wanted it to be a surprise that Clive was Ifrit, they did not execute that part super well. No. One, they, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. like immediately it's like, guys, what are we talking about? It's Ifrit. He is him. They are the same. But they, they, there's a way they kind of trick you a little bit yeah. because, like, when he hallucinates the first time, you see, like, there's a figure there who's, mm-hmm. like, hooded, right? Yep. So it appears that somebody else is there. So it could conceivably be this stranger who mm-hmm. turns into Ifrit. So, right. and, and later on, you see that there is actually a cowled guy going yep. around being all suspicious, doing sus stuff mm-hmm. around town. Yep. And, uh, you know, so so they kind of bait you with that stuff. Maybe it's not him. Maybe yeah. it's not him, but uh, it's him. You're so, right. like, yeah. So that's one thing we're going to have to get to like moving. I think we've mm-hmm. done a good introduction to the world to where we can start spitballing a little here. Let's go. Because that's a big turning point in the movie. The game that is kind of like a movie. Feels like a movie. <laughs> Feels <laughs> like a movie sometimes. A really good fucking movie. Um, so the big turning point is figuring out, yes, Clive was a freak and he is a dominant. So this leads to 
him being like, well, then I'm going to kill myself because I said who <laughs> kill, whoever killed Joshua. And Clive <laughs> basically gets talked into it by Sid. Sid, you know, his theory is that the mother crystals are actually what's causing the blight, that they're sucking all the ether out of the world and it is slowly killing the world, right? It's kind of a global warming allegory mm -hmm. or environmental allegory a little bit. Final Fantasy be doing that. I saw somebody bitching being like, why do I need this kind of, this game to preach at me? And I was like, bro, you ain't played a single other Sheesh, Final Fantasy. tell me about before. it. Yeah. Because it basically becomes blowing up um, Mako reactors, Mako mm -hmm. reactors. Like, yeah, because... The story Once becomes live, like accepts yeah. that he's a freak. He yeah. just goes on the like destruction of the mother crystals tour. Yeah, because uh, he and Sid vow to take down to use his power to take down the mother crystals because it's all the mother crystals' faults, right? Mm -hmm. Like all of this, the fact that they're bearers that are being abused and put into slavery, the fact that you know these kids get cursed with this iconic power that fucking kills them and people use them in wars and shit. Yada, 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 right? Final Fantasy, yada, yada, mm -hmm. yada. So then it becomes you and Sid and Jill, we're going to blow up Mother Crystals, baby. And I love that shit, bro. I love the the story structure of, all right, we're destroying these things because crystals are usually held in such high regard in Final Fantasy, right? Like, one of the rules of a Final Fantasy game, you got to have something to do with crystals in this thing, mm -hmm. man. Um, but now they're like, the thing you're destroying, I thought that was a neat little twist. And it leads to more fucking iconic fights. So the first one you get in is against, like, as a freed is against Garuda, right? As a freed, yeah. Because yeah. you fight a freed as like not a freak you know you as clive but then as a freak you fight garuda mm -hmm. and you whip her ass yeah and then not too much trouble and yeah and like the the i love the structure of fighting the icon fights because there's some where you get to do basically final fantasy 16 combat as the giant icon and mm -hmm. then there's the in-between bits where it's quick time events and the real flashy shit. I love those real flashy breaks. They're really yeah. cool. Yeah, the cinematic strikes and <laughs> dodges and evasions and stuff were and really so cool. And so when he kills Garuda is the first time that Ultima shows up, right? That's when mm -hmm. the real final, weird Final Fantasy shit kicks in. Yep, he's your ultimate. No, oh. it's the first time you blow up one of the ult the the crystals. You f you first see Ultima after um. Yeah, you you fight that weird. I can't think of the thing's name. It comes through the rift. Yeah, giant, after, you, like, after you kill the, destroy yeah. the first mother crystal, mm -hmm. the rift shows up and this weirdo shit fucking throat comes through and boy, is he a pain in your ass. I thought that fight was badass. <laughs> that though, fight man. is badass, but the character of Ultima is a pain oh, in yeah. your Ult ass. No, not the Ultima fight. The fight when yeah. you um, fought the, the, the thing through the rift. Mm -hmm. That fight yeah. was really awesome. Yeah, it was summoning those weird doors and, tarot cards and shit yeah i knew it was coming you know there's because like okay final fantasy meets game of thrones with the little evangelion and attack on titan thrown in i see what you're doing but where's the weird shit because there's always the weird shit in a final fantasy game and boy does this one deliver yeah ultima is pretty weird he's yeah. like your he um, shows the, up um, and you go and, oh uh, there's the last boss Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, his design is interesting. I it's like the creepy. way his character looks creepy um, looking. Yeah. And then, you know, 
we're, we're jumping around a little bit here because we, we, I could do three hours talking about this story. So, of course, Sid, your Obi-Wan, right? He's the guy that's show, introducing you to the world of f- fucking up the, the man. He dies. Yeah, really he dies effective. Saving your ass from Ultima. Yeah. In fact, that first time. Yep. When you also learn that Joshua is still alive. Yep. And- so, a bunch of pe- people and things and folks at the beginning that you thought died do not die. They all show back up, right? And so, you find out Joshua is just alive. So, like, there, there's a moment when, as soon as Ultima shows up, they're like, now? We got him on the hook? Now let's get fucking weird. You know what you're going to do? Fight God. <laughs> and it's coming up. Um, but first, and, Joshua's going to store God in his chest. Yep. And then, <laughs> <laughs> that's, the la- that's when the last, so Sid dies, and Kupka comes and destroys the hideout because... Benedicta dies, like because right. you killed Benedicta, and then it cuts forward five more years. That's your last time jump, and then you're in the middle of now Clive as Sid, not mm-hmm. just in role in the community, but also in name. Thanks, guys. Thanks for that. That's not going to fuck me up. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to have trouble keeping that straight. Um, and the mission is kind of the same, right? They're trying to destroy the Mother Crystals. Um. But that's really after the five year jump is when we meet the dude, Dion. the man Dion. Yeah. yeah. So you start after after you get past sort of the Benedicta Kupka Kupka stuff temporarily. Then they're like, well, we gotta because you know, like that's your next big villain is Kupka. Once he destroys the the hideout and kills everybody, you know that's the next dude you're gonna fight. But they got to like introduce the guy that's going to be after him so that's when you get introduced to dion who is like the oldest son of the king of sam brex he's the crown prince he's the crown prince his dad married clive's mom annabelle and they have a little joffrey Mm -hmm. right Right. And so Clive's and since, mom. Yep. Since the mom got there, she's she like their policies have slowly become more and more like because they're actually kind of honorable in the mm-hmm. grand scheme of things. They had D that like Dion was the he's a dragoon, the best class in Final Fantasy. He's the and, captain, the commander, yeah, the yeah. leader of the dragoons. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also gay and has a boyfriend named Terrence. Like sweet relationship. Real sweet. One of one of the stronger relationships in the game, I think, because I totally think so, is is the two of them, man. The last scene with them before Dion goes to do his big boy shit is pretty mm-hmm. heartbreaking. Yeah, um, yeah. When he tells him, you know, and his design is real cool, and he to me, he's got the coolest icon, right? Mm. Muhammad Space Dragon <sighs> shoots lasers out his wings, bro. His his story was so good to me too, up to that Dude, point too. Yeah. Like where where you have like the the father who, um, you know, Dion disagrees with the way he's mm-hmm. doing things. He doesn't want to use Bahamut to kill people, you right. know, and terrorize people into submission. And he ends up fighting his father and ends up accidentally killing him and going berserk. And yep. then you have to fight, basically fight Bahamut in his berserk mode, which yeah. it, to me was my favorite part that, of the game. It's the best I- the icon fart, fart fight in the game <laughs> by far. It Because like they, at a certain point, it goes Evangelion as fuck again, where you as Ifrit are combined with Phoenix 
<laughs> yeah, man. And then you fly your ass into space and fight a dragon. You are just in space fighting a dragon. And he, this <laughs> dragon is using every trick in the book just to try to annihilate you. And then for 15 minutes, you're going to be in a, a cutscene of them fighting where you might have to push buttons, so you got to stay on your shit. And the music is blaring. Your ears oh, are God. ringing. It's 2 Christian in the morning. Yeah. You got to try to sleep after this. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the high moment of the game to me in yeah. a moment in a game that had a lot of high moments dude like, it that was, was real cool and then like yeah so like the way they set him up because like clive and joshua don't see each other in the five-year gap like clive remembers seeing joshua and he's like i think joshua's alive joshua joshua <laughs> um is alive um but he can't find him and joshua is off like he seems to know more about the whole Ultima situation. Mm -hmm, that's and, what he's doing. And he's out uh, investigating that. And they don't, it, and to a point where some of it's kind of silly how they don't run into each other, right? <laughs> yeah. But uh, like Joshua ends up meeting with Dion and he's telling him about Ultima. And Dion thinks that Ultima is controlling his dad. Right, because it, it comes that Ultima can like influence people, and and there's ultimately this huge battle with what is essentially a a god brewing in the background. Right, um, Dion had it right. It was actually the Joffrey kid. Yep, which he thought the whole time. He's like, if I can get this kid out of the way, I'll get my father back. Yep, and it turned out that he was correct that that little Joffrey kid was kind of like Ultima's pawn. Yeah. And like when he starts talking some shit, whoa, it's creepy. That little yeah. kid gets killed. And then Annabelle Clive's mom slits her own. Kills herself in, in front, front of, of Clive. Clive and Joshua and Joshua. Joshua. This was the moment when they reunited yep. Joshua and Clive. And that, it's okay. a real good moment too. Like, yeah. And they're like, grabs and him like and just says my brother. I love that. That yeah, part, man. Really good. And, and then, and then, yeah, you have the horrific, like, way the mother selfishly goes out. Like, she's such a horrible person. Yeah, it, and it, like, because because Clive's like, listen, just hear me out. What the fuck was wrong with me? And she was like, you're trash. You weren't mm -hmm. the dominant. And I was like, damn. Oof. Still, she's um, like, look, Joshua, and, he's and right. So, like, here. Dion has this incredible amount of guilt because he killed his dad, right? not meaning to like because mm -hmm. he was also being fucked with by ultima but through mm -hmm. his little half brother um and then he goes berserk as bahamut and doesn't almost make it out of it but then the rest of the game like one of the major storylines in the back third of the game is the redemption of dion which is one of the strongest character arcs in the game, if not the most strong, I think. I thought it was for, like, especially the side characters. I mean, I yeah. love, obviously, uh, a lot of Clive them have, and Joshua's yeah. story, but but in terms of side characters, And Dion, you know what? Like, I'll be honest, like, I, I kind of dig the relationship between jo uh, Clive and Jill. Like, mm -hmm. they, they yeah. play the will, they won't they a little bit. Now, there is this <laughs> one did. part where they almost kissed, and I was like, come on. Let's get, go for it, buddy. And then they get interrupted. That classic fucking chestnut of a scene. Oh, yeah. And then... Um, we'll have to talk about the scene with Odin. Yeah, and then, a, <laughs> and then a little while later, like so like they get interrupted, and then the persons leave, and then they're like, well, I guess we should go. It's like, what? Go? You both know what was about to happen. Why we got to wait another 20 hours before you grabbing boob on a beach? 
And then, <laughs> bro, you get into, so after the Dion shit, then you got to go fight Odin, which they set up so cool to be sort of a disappointing, it's the most yeah. disappointing boss fight in the game, I think. You yeah. hardly get any icon time, and like, it's... It, there's the coolest a lot part, honestly, war. about this dude is is the lead up. Like mm -hmm. one of the cutscenes, this dude attacks you when you're on your boat trying mm -hmm. to get over to his continent, and he does this the Red Sea attack. Literally and splits then, the ocean with his sword, like to yeah. where like there's a giant swath of it where you can. They went down to the bottom of the sea, and, like it's the Red Sea. It's the Ten Commandments. Like there is, yeah, it's, it's, so, yeah. And this dude proceeds to drop twenty minutes of the most confusing fucking dialogue on clive clive's just sitting there slack jawed in the He's red like, sea in the split red sea while this hand this handsome anime fucking king boy barnabas just talks about off the wall out of pocket shit <laughs> it's it's fuck and i was like this is awesome i love that scene i do too. and then so like so over the top barnabas beats you <laughs> two times Easily, like doo-doo yeah. stomps you two times in one point they describe it as it he almost severed every sinew sinew in clive's body mm -hmm. when he beats him up one time and then you go to fight him and he just won't shut the fuck up bro <laughs> he just keeps talking i mean it's interesting but i was like can we get to the point where i'm like doo-doo stomping you as a freak and it never happened it was a little weird yeah. After all those, the maybe after they did Bahamut, they were like, "Fuck." We also know now? at this point that Barnabas is a complete tool of Ultima. Yes. Like he, there was there yeah, was that so, one creepy scene where where like Ultima's appearing to him as uh -huh. like his wife and his mom and like all the other the people. Mom. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they and Final Fantasy 16 loves to show you three fourths of a boob, by the way. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? That a couple of times. Yeah, they're like three fourths. They're like everything but the nip. Because um, <laughs> right after the Barnabas shit is when the next thing you see is Clive and Jill sitting back to back naked by a campfire. Mm, drying out their clothes. Yeah. You know? And like, so leading up to this, I was like, if they make me fight and kill Jill to get the Shiva powers, I might not finish this game. <laughs> right. And so then it turns out like, she's just like, hey, man, do you want to just take this Shiva power? And he gives her a magical boob grab. And then he gets the Shiva power. Man, down bad. Talk about down bad. Why didn't they send you a statue of that? <laughs> I can't have that. What if I ever have company? It's fucking Clive hitting Jill with the pile driver while B B Torgal watches. No, man, just a sweet little boob grab of power. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about what happened after. No, man. Because they get the... it on. Because <laughs> they get it on. They Do get they? It on. Yeah. Do they? Do yeah, they? they get it you on. Think? Yeah. I'm just kidding. One hundred percent. Shit. What happened? That was him the next morning. He woke up. He said, "Huh." <laughs> He's pulling his cock out. <laughs> oh, yeah, they did it. Oh, man. That's one of the, like, most uh, obvious they did it moments in Final Fantasy, <laughs> you know? Gotta love it, man. Dude, um, I kept expecting <laughs> to see a boob, but can you imagine if there was just a random scene where Clive stood up out of bed and he was fucking swinging dong? <laughs> Like dropping dawn, <laughs> like Michael Douglas in mm -hmm. uh, Basic Instinct, or His pubes with phoenix feathers, <laughs> phoenix down. Yeah. Um. 
<laughs> oh man, we gotta mention this character though. We have to. Um, at some point, you meet Sid's daughter, Mid. Mid. Yeah, <laughs> she talking. Mid talks talks like she's an extra in a all in a in a community theater play of Oliver Twist. I'm sorry, man, but the name Mid is amazing. There was a, a thread Sid on Reddit Mid. that was that was like, um, "Who's the more unfortunately named Final Fantasy character, Butts or Mid?" <laughs> <laughs> butts are mid <laughs> um yeah i like mid though she builds your it's a cool character yeah, she's she basically the, the enterprise sid. yeah she's sid of the second half of the game yeah she builds your crazy ship and yeah. a bunch of other things <laughs> so basically so before we wrap this up we have to talk about the ultimate plan of the game which is what the big bad so ultima is the big bad and it turns out he's a god so just like in a lot of JRPGs, it gets to a point where they're like, you ready to kill God? Because <laughs> you're about to try. That's a big thing in JRPGs, right? Mm -hmm. And so it turns out that Ultima is from a ancient race who basically ascended into godhood, right? And they got wiped out by the blight. For the most part. So Ultima and his homies found Valisthea. Valisthea. They come from some other world or dimension. And they plant themselves inside mother crystals. So they create the mother crystals <clears throat> to draw ether out of the world. And then when it has enough, use all that gathered ether to create to cast some sort of spell, right? The spell turns out to be a mass resurrection spell for Ultima's people, like whatever the fuck they were. They don't get into a lot of what they were before, just some ancient race, right? Mm -hmm. And so the, it basically turns out that the whole time you were doing what Ultima wanted you to do because for him to be able to do this spell, he has to have all his homies who are inside those mother crystals freed. So you and your crew have been freeing villains the whole time when you destroy a mm -hmm. mother crystal. And when you destroy that final one mm -hmm. uh, of Barnabas Tharms, yep. like uh, Ultima talks a bunch of weird shit. Mythos and, then and logos. And basically like creates a new floating like mother crystal land mass called origin. And you find yeah. out that he, he, his folks like his race created humanity on, or at least seeded humanity on Valacia. They're literally the creators of humanity in this final fantasy dimension or world or planet or whatever the fuck. Right. This is what, like I said, it gets weird with the Ultima shit. <laughs> and, um, uh, so you've been freeing these guys. And so you, as true to form, the big last boss is Ultima. And you got to get up to this um, floating crystal for the final fight. And buddy, before I, because before that, you get a shit ton of side quests and shit. And as I was getting closer and running out of those little green dots, I was like, I don't want to do it. I don't want it to be over. It's not going to go well. Something bad's going to happen. Um, and then before you go and do it, when, when Clive has his little moment with everybody before he leaves, dude, that shit is rough. I'm gonna hit the skip button on that when I replay it. I can't be <laughs> watching that. 
because he goes and set like everybody's got their little FaceTime with Clive before he goes to save the world. And the reason the only three people that can go are him, Joshua and Dion, because Dion can fly in his iconic form. There's no airships in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the, the 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 scene between him and Jill, really good. The scene between him and Torgal, I was like, fuck you guys. You're dead dirty <laughs> for doing that to me. I'm going to get up. I'll be back. <sighs> I got to pause this shit. Yeah, man. I um, love me some Torgal, man. And so then, like, they do this real baller-ass move where Clive looks at Dion and Joshua and goes, well, you want to go kill a god? <laughs> and then they run and just jump off the side of the fucking... Uh, how, did they sit around in Clive's room and talk about... You know, right, so be cool, Dion. That, Joshua, hear me out, Joshua. They're smoking Sid's blunts. They yeah, sound like they're a... old, covered in fucking... Well, like they've been dri- dipped in um, formaldehyde. <laughs> hold on, Joshua, Joshua. Hold on. I've got an idea. I didn't know you liked to get wet, Joshua. Joshua. Um, but if they didn't plan it out, I, I don't. But there's no way they didn't. And then he was like, and then I'm going to say, you want to go kill a god? And we go all run jump off the hideaway and then dion you turn into bahamut and catch us and we'll ride your back up into origin this and then it is fucking <laughs> kind of sounds like some shit they would have come up within like stepbrothers but you know <laughs> i was but you want to know when that part happened bro i was cheering oh of course i yeah, was sitting on my couch like oh i'm gonna fuck this dude up and then you get to, you got inevitable, you know, your inevitable last minute lore dump, which is kind of where he reveals that you've been doing his will all along. Mm. Fucking Dion dies, but man, he goes out as a baller. Like that scene when you first show up and Dion is Bahamut, Joshua is Phoenix, and Clive is if- Ifrit, and they take turns beating mm-hmm. Ultima's ass with their special <laughs> abilities. That's I was sick. like, this shit is sick. Sick, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really great. The, it, the the last boss fight is a fucking showcase against Ultima. It's it's a pretty good showcase. I think. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. wish his iconic form wasn't just also a freak. Agreed. Right? Yeah, that was a tad late. And well, then, that's because Ifrit is kind of supposed to be like the ultimate. Yeah. One right. Like well, he was yeah. Well, and part of the that. the story as it turns out is Joshua is also uh, not joshua clive as a whole is like a tool of ultima he's mm-hmm. basically the vessel that ultima is going to use to collect all the icons powers which clive has been doing this whole time and also he needs to uh he has to do all that so ultima can merge with him or something and cast this big last spell i'm not quite mm-hmm. sure but he needs ifrit to have all the iconic powers um, yeah, that was it. It was to cast that gigantic spell. It yeah. required all of them. Yeah, and then, so you show up, and Joshua doesn't make it. He dies and gives you the Phoenix powers at the end. Bro, that scene was rough, too. I thought both those... Did you play it in English? Yes. I thought the two voice actors for Joshua and Sid, or, well, Clive, Clive yeah. at the end during Joshua's death scene, fucking sold it really well. Um, although Joshua was real talkative for someone who's on the way out the door. That boy <laughs> talked for like 15 minutes. <laughs> and there was like, uh, 
uh, uh, flashback to young Clive. Remember when they did that? Mm -hmm, they did like mm -hmm. a couple of young Clive scenes and shit. Really well done. Yeah, yeah. And then Clive <laughs> Clive finishes the fight. Yep. Defeats Ultima. It gets Evangelion as fuck again because... Man wakes up on a beach. Well, what he does is he uses the Phoenix power to bring Joshua back to life. And as soon as he does it, he's like, oh. Like he can tell that the, the power is not unlimited and that it is killing him. And then, so he has this... Like he's like, all right, well, if that's the case, I'm going to use this power to completely wipe magic icons bearers like off the map there's no more magic there's no more bearers he's not killing them but he's just basically essentially eliminating magic from the world mm -hmm. and he takes that and he does that and there's a big explosion and then his ass wakes up on a beach end of evangelion style <laughs> and, bro, and he's got like one hand like that's the one thing we didn't quite yeah. talk about was the bearer's curse or whatever. Yeah, like, the more they use fuck. their powers, the they it kills them. Yeah, Just, you kind yeah. of kind of petrify yeah. a little bit. Turn like the like the bearers eventually use their their power up and when that happens they they literally die mm -hmm. horribly suffocating with this disease, this petrified disease. Sound, yeah. And they it's also via some side quests um driven home that the majority of people do Don't not care. give a fuck yeah, about that, that. that and they just them. throw them aside and yeah. just go to get the next one so this is what he's trying to end uh -huh. right but but he is going to be the last victim of it because you know it's gone but somebody i guess had to pay the price because when he wakes up on that beach he's got a stone hand yeah and, and that's kind of all we he, see he kind of lays his head back down and he says uh I can't remember what it says. And then it cuts to Jill. Like, okay. So I cried at the end of this, this game. I don't give a fuck. Well, it's over <laughs> for me, Steve. Yes, I cried at a Final Fantasy. All right. No, come on, man. Bro, it got me. Like, don't feel bad. Because the scene of like uh, Gav delivering the baby. Mm -hmm. And then Torgal and Jill realizing, I guess, that Clive is dead. The right. Torgal howl was tough. Dude, that was tough. And then they're looking out at the moon and that red star mm -hmm. blinks out. Yeah. But then immediately later the sunset comes up and they seem happy. I don't know if, if Clive is dead or not. I think he is. I saw some people being like, oh, I think it's uh, left up to, it's it's ambiguous of whether or not Clive is dead. And I was like, oh. I think he died. I think he died too. I think he I died think, too. I think Joshua made it because, you know, yeah, obviously there's, like there's an epilogue that's, I guess, hundreds of years down the line maybe. Yeah. They, they kind of did the, so you remember the epilogue in Final Fantasy VII where you see like Red 13 with his puppies yeah, running through yeah. the world and the world's all vibrant and green again. Seems mm -hmm. like it's hundreds or thousands of years later. They do that with the epilogue here where these kids are playing and pretending to be icons. And one mm -hmm. kid, he talks about, like, there's a line where he says, well, this would be a lot easier if we had magic. And his mom's like, magic, you dumbass. There's no such thing. You're reading that goofy book again, and it turns out to be a book titled. <laughs> that was a little on the nose. I know. I couldn't <laughs> help it. The book is titled Final Fantasy by Joshua Rose Rossfield. So, like. He wrote the book about their adventures and shit. I love that Joshua wrote the book. I just don't know. Did you have to call it Final Fantasy? No. No. 
that's listen small small little complaints but i yeah i think clive is dead i wish i wish i hope i'm wrong i hope they're like oh by the way he's alive but he just ain't doing well i don't know but i think he's dead i think clive is dead i think because he kind of also went out jack shepherd style too by the way laying there on his back looking up yep true i think clive's dead he, yeah, I think he he died. It I mean, his me sacrifice. Out. And then I had finished know? the game. I was like, "What do I do, man? I want to I want to know what they're doing now. Like, what are they <laughs> now? What's the next thing? Give me some side quests." It really was a a, a good time. Like yeah. the cast was so well developed. It felt like you know, even yeah. we didn't talk at all really about the side quests, and that's fine. Like, but there's a lot of them that are really good, really well, are, mm-hmm. yeah, really well written, and like there's these whole side quest chains where you get to know these little pockets of resistance, these little towns and stuff where you get to know all the people. There's like the lady that runs the, the, uh, bordello. Oh yeah. 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 uh, There's, there's like, they, each of them have their own little stories to them too, that if you do the side quest, it's pretty cool. And you learn about each little area. It's just, mm-hmm. a, there's a lot of information in this game. There is a lot. And I'll be honest. I mean, like there are some side quests that are just really formulaic or oh, by yeah. the book or whatever, but there's some really good stuff in there too. Like I, I would recommend doing it because the stuff that is not worth your time, there's way more of it. That is, if you stick through like a lot of those, those side quests to get to the payoff of the later yeah. game stuff. Yeah, it's super worth it. Yeah, I, I recommend <laughs> doing it too. And like, I did everything. The only thing I didn't complete were a couple of chronolith trials, mm-hmm. and I think I had seventy hours. And that's probably longer than usual because I did some fucking around. Like, I did grind a little bit, or just mm-hmm. you know. I feel like I ended it around seventy hours myself. I think we were about. I think I might have like maybe three or four hours more than you so mm-hmm. we're in the same a, a, a area i can imagine i did four extra hours of fucking around that makes sense to me so three hours of that was fighting that dragon over and over oh god yeah <laughs> so i recommend playing it man it's it's i don't know for sure that it would be but it is on my it's on my short list of game of the year nominees mm-hmm. i love this game like it's definitely got the best cast the most memorable cast in a little while. And I say that as someone who likes a lot of the cast of 13 and 15. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one's solid. It's memorable. This one yeah. is definitely memorable. As somebody who hasn't played a mainline entry yeah. since like eight or nine, probably outside yeah. of 14, you know, but uh, I, I really enjoyed this. I had a fantastic time. Yeah. You know, the combat is, is just accessible enough to get you in and you'll, be mastering it in no time and yeah. kicking ass and um just having a good time going about doing quests yeah it gets us solid with your dog I'm, and i'm very happy with this you know because it's so long in between final fantasies now that one that comes out like i thought 15 was just okay mm-hmm. just okay is fine if it's back in the playstation one age when you get them all the time you know like this them. one was very good. Yeah, for so for the wait between 15 and 16, this one paid off. And so it makes it a little... Because like when it's bad, you're like, okay, well, maybe the next one will be better. Right. So, and this um, one did well enough to where they're even talking about doing DLC now, which yeah. wasn't even in the plans. No, so. no it is. It's that one thing I like is that it's a story-complete game mm-hmm. front to end. There's not noticeable play, noticeable gaps where they would do dlc to fill in shit or it's like you get the whole story 
do Leviathan DLC, cowards. Joshua. 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 It's Leviathan, Joshua. Okay, so... He wakes up on the beach and Leviathan's there? Come on, No, no, he wakes up like he's sleeping on the beach and Jill and Joshua are just standing over him and Torgal's there and they're just looking and they're like, think he's ever going to wake up? And he's like talking in his sleep. Boom, 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 Joshua, Joshua. (laughs) And then he wakes up and he's got like a stone hand and he's like, Leviathan's coming. There, boom. There's how you start. A few more minutes. Chills. Then they kill they kill Clive again. Kill the, the water god. Yeah, they kill, he kills Leviathan, then he dies again. And then the next after credit sequence is those kids being even older, right? And they're at like <laughs> they're like the village Barnes and Noble, and there's a book on the thing, and the kid goes, Huh, Final Fantasy II. And that's the end of the game. We'll see you guys next week. Perfect. Bye, guys. Bye. This was fun. Bye.